0: Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode, official episode, of The Dark Parade. Uh, We are starting with a Morbid Monday episode, which is a little more freewheeling than the uh, normal episodes that you'll get on Wednesday, where we focus on examining a movie. But, it's Monday, so... Maybe a little loosey-goosey, freewheeling attitude is just what the doctor ordered. Anyway, it was a really fun conversation. I want to uh, thank again everyone who turned out to ask questions and participate uh, last night. As you'll hear in the, this podcast form, it, it's sort of an ongoing conversation. Uh, there's some news, there's uh, some, uh, some questions from the audience, and, uh, and just some random thoughts. Uh, from myself. So I hope you enjoy it. I had an absolute blast. If you would like to participate in the Sinister Sunday version of this, where we do it all live, you can do that at youtube.com forward slash Legion podcasts. And, uh, and there you can be one of the cool kids who, uh, who gets to ask questions and crack wise as we're talking about uh, some of the news and some of the video releases and so forth. So um, anyway, it was a great time. Come and join us next time, uh, and without further ado, here is the very first Morbid Monday for the Dark Parade. Uh, have a great Monday, have a great rest of the week, and uh, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday with the, uh, the actual review show. So, see you then. Welcome to Morbid Monday. The audio version, of course, will be Morbid Monday. I'm not sure what to call this thing yet, but we'll see. Uh, hey... What's going on? The Ram Man is here. Um, so this is uh, a bit of a, an auspicious occasion as far as I'm concerned. Mostly because I'm wearing pants. That's always fun. But <laughs> more importantly, it's because this is uh, sort of the dawn of a, a new day. Um, where um, all the horror stuff that I've done, have been kind of scattershot with some stuff is on Legion podcast and some stuff is over here and some stuff is just bonus and blah, blah, blah. So this is the technically the first real episode that will be in the dark parade feed. Um, if you haven't listened to the episode zero, uh, which was a a thing that you have to have these days so that, uh, you know, you can be a real podcast, uh, and get, get all the stream stuff set up. Um, the the idea was i, w- I just kind of wanted to have all that under one house w- under one roof and and so the dark parade is it um i'm going to be doing some stuff i've never done before i'm going to be doing some stuff that i have done before but all collected in one place um you know i'll still be doing the bonus stuff for the patreon for legion podcasts as well as uh uh you know uh, Duncan and Boe, come correct, will continue to be its own thing. Pick six movies will continue to be its own thing. Everything else is going to be Dark Parade. So uh, I hope you subscribe. Uh, that would mean the world. And thanks. What's going on, Derek? Um, so thanks again for being here. Thanks for hanging out. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. I really do. Uh, it, it's something, uh, I as I said in that episode zero, it, I really want this to be much more of a... Uh, a continuing conversation between myself and you guys. Um, so that, you know, uh, like, Hey, I like the first season or series that we're doing for dark parade is the psycho series. We're doing psycho one through four. And, uh, first one is in the can. It's really good. Um, mostly because <laughs> Jerry Cortez, AKA Mr. Venom is on it. That had nothing to do with me. Um, he's, uh, he knows so much about Hitchcock and it was a great conversation that'll be dropping on Wednesday and then we're going to do that series i think on the back end of that we're probably going to end up doing night of the demons is the idea uh and the that series and then i don't know so at some point i'll probably put up a a poll in the facebook group and and see what you guys want to want to hear And we'll do some one-off stuff and um, some bonus stuff. Uh, Heart of Horror is going to be a bonus show. uh, And the first one of those is recorded with uh, Kate Pollock and myself. And that was really fun. Um, The incest conversation alone is worth the price of admission, but I'm going to leave it there so that you'll come back and listen to it. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Gary's here. Uh, Let's see. Alan's here. Dan's here. Hey, what's up, Dan? dan come play with us danny um lee's here ram man's here great 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 um <laughs> it's like a one through three would have been a great franchise had they stopped there but they didn't i've never seen psycho four i gotta be honest with you uh so i'm really excited to to watch that one because i've never seen it i heard it was not very good and you know um but yeah we'll, we'll get to all that psycho stuff um so that's kind of what dark parade is. It's basically just all the horror stuff that I do. And I just haven't had a show in a long time where, um, I guess devour was probably the last time where I just had a show that was just straight up horror stuff. And, and so that's what this is going to be. It's going to be, you know, there's going to be some other stuff mixed in. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's where we are with things. Um, and then on a separate, but also personal note, uh, guys, I gotta tell you, I'm having a great Halloween. I, I hope you guys uh are are having a good Halloween as well. Um <laughs> uh well I'll get to chat in a second. Keep keep it up. I'll get I'll get to all you knuckleheads in a second. Um But here's what's been great about Halloween so far. Not only do I have the spooky-ooky background behind me um and the full moon rising, but uh these heads over here behind me. So uh what I do is I use a projector and I shoot those um uh haunted mansion heads onto it. And that's uh that's gonna be a decoration for uh the the house. Uh my girlfriend's house. We're not doing my place because I just don't get enough trick-or-treater traffic. And she lives in an area that gets a lot of trick-or-treaters. And so we've been working on uh her house recently. If you're if you're in the Facebook group, you also Oh, Alan Sinister Sunday. There you go. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but if, you, if you're if you in the Facebook group, you probably saw some of the wire, the chicken wire ghosts and stuff that we put together, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I did the heads last night, and we've got to assemble all those, and then I should be getting um, some lights to light that up. So, again, if you've ever uh, seen any of the, um, the finished product of these and I'll, I'll show it off once we get it all up and running as well, but, uh, it looks cool. It's a cool effect. And if it doesn't work, I've also got a bunch of mosquito mesh that we're going to drape over it. So it looks like it's floating off the ground. Uh, so been doing that stuff. We've got a projector up in one of the windows. Um, Oh, I do get the name wrong every goddamn time. It's the Phoenix thing. You're you're just fucking with me with the the Phoenix moniker. Sorry. Sorry. Uh I'm old and as uh I was saying earlier, the the wrinkles on my brain are smoothing out like I'm on the Horror Express. Um <laughs> a little little Horror Express reference for you early on in the show. Um yeah, so we've been having a blast decorating uh getting ready for for some trick or treaters and also I've been doing the 31 days of halloween where I'm dropping uh you know a little mini review little little musings on the movies that I'm watching for that and that's been really fun uh in fact the howling dropped this very day and the howling is such a great movie oh my god I really love going back to the howling and talking about that so Um, all right, let's check in with chat. Let's see what we got going on. Uh, let's see. Lee's here. Gary saying you shouldn't put polls up in the group unless it's consensual. It's my group. I'll do whatever the fuck I want with it. Um, yeah, I like, again, this is the first time I've had like a Facebook group that is just my shit. Uh, and, in no way am I going to put poop on that page, but, but yeah, like I can interact as myself and not feel like I'm just. You know, sort of promoting Legion, which I'm happy to do and will continue to do, but also um, have, you know, sort of my own identity, my own show besides. Um, also, uh, feel free to check out the Rockin' Ga- Gajira shirt. Um, okay, so what else we got? Uh, Dan saying saying Psycho 2 is insanely good. It is insanely good. It is really good. Um, Suck of Four is better than the, uh, than that Bates Motel TV film. That's about it. I don't think I ever saw that either, but you know, uh, again, Sinister Sunday. Great. My uh, wife legit said she found the Bigfoot costume hot. So thanks for that. Um, it is hot and I don't mean, uh, the more esoteric sexy way. It is sweaty as balls in that suit. In fact, th- today, Uh, I did that money loot show. So here's how all this worked out. Loot. No, win loot. Win loot is what I was on. So a buddy of mine that I know through Ian, who directed Lost After Dark, is producing that online show. It's an online game show. You basically just do a Zoom call and do some trivia questions and that kind of thing. And he said, hey, it would be really funny if you put on that Sasquatch outfit. And I'm not going to tell the host. So when you jump into this Zoom call and do this game show thing, he's not going to have any idea you're in a Sasquatch outfit until the camera comes on. And we're going to get get his natural reaction to that. And so that's exactly what happened. And uh, but, but eh, I'm not going to spoil it, uh, but that whole thing is going to release around Halloween and I'll throw a link up and stuff. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time with the whole, like I wore the outfit the entire time. Um, <laughs> and we had, you know, some hair, your, the, the requisite Harry and the Henderson's jokes and so forth. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And so I'll throw that once that's available, I'll throw that link, but I had a good time and I, I made some money, um, which I'm then going to promptly spend on some art for the podcast. Uh, cause I threw together some kind of placeholder art and I'm not real, it's fine, but it's not what I want, so I'm actually going to hire somebody to do some good art. Uh, but, Dan, you're also welcome, because I'll tell you, that costume already paid for itself. Just saying. You should get yourself one. And uh, I I made this joke already, but my uh, I was telling my girlfriend if she played her cards right, I'd wear that into the bedroom. And she was like, absolutely not. You will not. She was like, I did not date a furry on purpose. So, um, anyway uh incest discussion question mark uh so what are we just going to force everyone to watch incest films to make them uncomfortable first Shad. now kate who's next uh that is from uh robert um it just weirdly it came up organically and it's a really really funny story because kate has the absolute best dating stories and so i'm i'm gonna leave it there That that episode will probably be out end of the week End of, of this this coming week. Somewhere around there. As soon as I can get it edited up. And I'm just going to let that lie. Because it's, it's too good. It's too good to spoil. It's not my story. It's her story. And it's very funny. Uh, you will hear me laugh heartily. As she tells it on the show. Um, Let's see. Ram Man's in. Incest discussion. Yes, yes, yes. Are we talking about Amityville Horror 2? That did not come up. Um, although... The fact that Amityville Horror 2 takes that left turn into into incest town is one of the craziest things about that movie. Every time I watch it now, I forget that for about mm, 20 minutes. And then I'm like, oh, right. It's not like he just looks at his sister and maybe cranks it or something. Where you're like, ooh, that's a little unsettling. Like, there is a straight-up incest relationship going on. And it's not... The Kate story isn't quite that intense, but it's not far. I Again, I, I know I'm teasing and I'm doing that on purpose, but I guarantee you, you're going to like it. You're really going to enjoy it. Uh, Lee says, we haven't gotten trick or treaters in well over 15 years. I think my house might be the haunted house the kids uh, all talk about in my town where the evil old man lives. So, uh, hand to God, this happened we, when we were doing, uh, we were in Brandy's garage. Brandy's my girlfriend. We were in Brandy's garage the other day uh, putting together the wire ghost stuff that you can see in the Facebook group. You, you can actually see some shots of that. I don't know how well that comes off. It looks cooler in person than I think the picture does. But uh, So we were playing around with that, and we heard some people going by on the bike. And she's already got some decorations out and stuff. Like, look, I have lucked into... A great lady and she already has some halloween decorations going on well before i got involved and uh, uh as the kids are going by on their bikes um we overheard them say like oh this is uh that that's the scary house and i was like yeah it is yeah it is um so i know how you live in lee and i love it um dances the howling makes me feel icky in a good way the howling fucking rules uh, I talked about it on the, the 31 Days of Halloween drop, that, that whole bit, which I keep thinking those are going to be about 15 minutes long. And then I stopped the recording. I realize I've been talking about a movie for like 20, 25 minutes. Um, but, and the Halloween I did that with. Because everything about it I love. I love how tongue-in-cheek it is. I love the effects. Um, I love Dee Wallace in it. I like the relationship more these days. That's something that I really sort of uh circled back to you and was like oh the relationship between d wallace and her husband in the movie is actually really good and and kind of one of the reasons the movie uh works as well as it does um so yeah it's really really good uh gary's has been killing on the 31 days uh thanks and uh yeah gary's also doing 30 the uh 31 days of beast oh i'm fucking up the title 31 beast days what is it gary 31 days of of beast masters Be- beast transformers beast wars 31 days um <laughs> correct me here in a minute because i got that wrong Raymondson, uh you should do the next dbcc episode in the bigfoot costume while doing your brimley impression a brimley bigfoot brimley foot i think is what they're called uh 31 days of howling Beast. thank you gary Sorry, I just I was dancing all around and couldn't get it right. Um, so Brimley foot is not a bad idea. Like I said, the the problem all right, the problem's twofold. One is that the costume is super hot. and wearing it like when I was doing it for the game show thing, I was in it for probably forty five minutes or so, and it was still kind of like, oof, boy, this is getting warm. But it wasn't terrible. and hopefully especially come Halloween. It'll be a little cooler, and and so the fact that that suit is a little warm is actually going to be a benefit. But but we'll see. Um, the other thing is because of the the claws that you're wearing, it's hard to manipulate stuff. You know, like if I'm just handing out candy or something like that, I can probably get away with it. But if I'm doing, um, like actual honest to goodness like working the board and muting myself and, and making notes on the keyboard and stuff. I just can't do it in, in the costume. And if you're not going to be wearing the hands, then what are we even doing? And so what I did on the, the game show thing I did today is my, my left hand was, um, that one was, was in costume. And then my right hand was not, so I could actually, you know, masturbate. Um, mm. So yeah, everybody corrected me about the howling boost. I get it. Okay, fine. Fine. Yes. I'm stupid. Are you happy? Um, manipulate. That's right. Dan manipulate. Um, (laughs) so, uh, oh, brimley foot though. That's the other thing we were talking about. So yeah, it would be, it would be fun to do that. And I might, I might do it for part of the episode or something, Uh, maybe the front end of it and then do the, the actual slasher discussion and without it just so that I don't, you know, lose about 12 pounds of water weight, but, um, it, it's fun. It's a fun costume. I really like it. Uh, I'm very, very pleased with it. Uh, Gary says, I need to find the right full body, uh, pajama singlet and just wear it all day, especially at places. Uh, I hate like the grocery store. Yeah, so I've worn it around Brandy's neighborhood a little bit, kind of tromped around, um, which, which is really fun, and um, I would probably like I've got woods behind my house, and I even thought of going back there, in the Bigfoot outfit, and then I was like, oh, I'm just gonna get shot, <laughs> like I live in Tennessee, y'all, they will straight up murder me, they like, I, you don't think they're gonna try to shoot a Bigfoot in in uh the environs, the wilds of Tennessee? No, no, no. They'll kill me. They'll, they'll, they will kill and mount me and not in the fun way. Um, howling's better than American werewolf in London. Lee says, it's tough call. That's tough call. I mean, if you're making those kinds of, uh, decisions, you're riding in the high country. Um, I was uh, listening to the new, we hate movies where they talk about American werewolf in London and uh, it's really good. Like howling's really good too. That, that's the crazy thing is that we got American werewolf in London and the howling in the same year. And those are two of the best werewolf movies that have ever been. Maybe the two best. Uh, I will talk about it tomorrow on the 31 days of Halloween. I might have a movie I like more personally, but in terms of just objectively, these are great movies with great effects and great performances. American werewolf and howling is, is where, uh, is where it is. Um, let's see. What if I ran into a real Bigfoot? You know, if I were in costume and ran into a real Bigfoot, I mean, the best you can hope for is a friend, right? Like all of a sudden I've got a Bigfoot pal that I can hang out with. Like I don't watch football and stuff on Sundays. What if on Sundays, what if I just had a Bigfoot like hanging out with me right now, like on the couch watching TV while I was doing this, that would be the, maybe the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, so yes, uh, what if I ran into a real Bigfoot? I would love it. It's, I would feel like I was finally going home. Uh, Dan says, please do not get shot. Thank you. Also silver bullet. Why does no one talk about silver bullet? No one, Dan. Why? I would, uh, ask you to stay tuned to the 31 days of Halloween and perhaps, uh, very soon you will hear a chubby gentleman (laughs) talk about silver bullet. Um, Silver Bullet is amazing. Silver Bullet is a fantastic movie. Silver Bullet has a terrible werewolf makeup. Um, especially in that rocket scene. That is not great because it looks like a Corgi, (laughs) but it's a great movie. I love, I love, love Silver Bullet. So stay tuned. Um, yeah, Alan's saying uh, that's an almond joy mound situation. Yeah, you're right. Like uh, mounds is delicious because it's chocolate and coconut. Almond joy also delicious, and you got a little almond in there. That's fantastic too. Is one better than the other? Mm, I don't know. They're both delicious, and I'd both then just gobble them up. So uh, yeah, Dan also talking about Busey. I you know Busey in in Silver Bullet that is probably. Um, like that Buddy Holly performance is really good, but I love his performance in, in Silver Bullet. Like I said, if you're having, happen to be listening to the 31 days of Halloween, you might, uh, just hear, uh, me talk about. Um why I love that Gary Busey performance, oh so much, but I do it's it's the best it's one of my one of my favorite performances in a horror movie and and it kind of speaks to me because um <laughs> you know, there was a time in my life where I wanted an uncle red, you know, like I wished I'd had an uncle that was that cool and was was you know just went out of his way for me and that kind of thing and i realized that i've kind of crossed a rubicon in my life where i no longer want an uncle red i'm just too old for that now um but instead i get to be uncle red for my nephew where when i see my nephew we just play and i love him to death and it's it's a weird sort of passage of time thing where i have i've always i've always loved that character and now i love that character for entirely different reasons and and it's kind of wonderful so uh, Gary says, depends on your tolerance for dark chocolate tolerance. I mean, put it in my fucking veins. Speaking of, I don't know if, hold on. Can you see this? Look at this. You see this bruise here, folks? You see this, this little, th- this is, uh, the result of multiple IVs of late. Um, not because I'm on the dope, not yet anyway. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had, look at that, look at that. um, had to get a lot of blood drawn recently, um. <laughs> so no, I the dark chocolate is my absolute favorite, and partially it's because like I've been on a new diet where I'm watching like caloric intake and and that kind of thing. And dark chocolate is actually not the worst thing, and I've got a terrible sweet tooth. And dark chocolate is just not the worst thing you can eat. Like you you mix a little dark chocolate and some peanut, some organic peanut butter together not the worst thing you're going to eat in a day and, and it's delicious. Uh, not horrible, but Busey and DC cab makes me smile. Yeah, Any of the pre motorcycle accident, Gary Busey performances have something going on there. There's something to be said, uh, Dan says We all wanted an uncle like that and a turbo wheelchair. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go so far as to say, I wish I, I had a, uh, uh, you know, any kind of problem with my legs just so I could have a kick-ass motorized wheelchair, but watching Silver Bullet when I was a kid was like, I, how do I get one of those? That his The Silver Bullet in particular is awesome. I wish it had more to do with the end of the movie. Uh, and it kind of doesn't, but it saves his life. And, you know, that's fine. That's fine. It's fine. Um, okay. So I think uh, Alan says, you're taking the decorations too far <laughs> regarding the blood dry. That was not my, I, as some of you may or may not know. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a situation where I thought, I didn't think I was having a heart attack, but I thought there was something going on with my heart. And so I ended up going to the hospital and just getting checked out. You know, like I said, this wasn't an emergency. I wasn't like, you know, pain shooting through my shoulder or anything like that, but I was just, I I didn't feel great. I didn't feel right. Um, I was getting lightheaded a lot. And, uh, as it happens after multiple tests and doing stress tests and stuff like that, uh, the, the end result was probably like, oh, you should take more vitamin D. And also, uh, it was probably a little acid reflux and don't be a baby, but yeah, I, uh, so yeah, I got kind of a scare for, for a while there. I was like, oh, I'm, I might have to go to the hospital and be there for a while. Like I might have to, you know how it is. Anytime there there's something wrong with you that you're just not sure what it is. You're, you have all kinds of like, oh, I got the, you know, cancer of the face or something. And uh, so it was really, it, it spooked me. But uh, anyway, turns out uh, totally fine. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> uh, people, uh, when I when I went for my stress test, my blood pressure had been high and was actually way back down to normal range. So, um, again, you know, knock on wood, we're cool. Uh, Ricky's here right on. Um Welcome. All right. All right. So enough of that business. Uh, let's get to some other business and, uh, and talk about some news stories. That's something we haven't done in a long time. So let's talk about it. Um, let's start with something I don't know nothing about. And maybe you guys can fill me in and that of course, bad Ben. Uh, I don't know what the hell a bad Ben is. I know that (laughs) it is a, um, A found footage kind of deal. But here's the reason that it comes up is that there is a ninth film coming out uh, called uh, Bad Ben uh, Benign is the name of it. Uh, I don't know nothing about it. It is um, Nigel Bach, I guess, is the guy's name. So anyway, here's why I bring this up. First of all, I can't believe there's nine of these fucking things. Um <laughs> the other reason is should I watch it? I'm asking because I love found footage movies and I've never seen any of these. I saw that uh <laughs> that I'm turning to my grandmother. I saw that Blackwell ghost. I, I saw one on Amazon Prime called the Blackwell Ghost that is very definitely um it seemed like of that stripe of just like, hey, we're making a, a super low budget uh, Hey, we found a ghost in this house and we're going to check it out. Kind of thing. Um, Gary, say it, ass, Duncan, like I know Duncan, uh, in particular, uh, was not crazy about it. So, um, yeah. Okay. Some are fun. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will, I'll check it out. Uh, like I said, that's the only reason I included this news story in the sinister Sunday. Huh? Huh? Um is because I was like ah, I, I kind of want to get a poll like an informal sort of straw poll to determine whether or not I ought to watch this. So uh sounds like yes. Um I love the idea of a guy uh, had a house and some cameras and decide to make a found footage horror movie. See, that's what I like too. And as long as it's entertaining, I'm totally down for it. That's the my, that's my concern is that it's just going to be a bunch of boring sitting around stuff. And I didn't really care for that Blackwell Ghost thing too much because of that reason, you know. I've been watching a fair amount of found footage, and and don't don't kid yourself. There are going to be some bonus episodes of Dark Parade uh, that include found footage stuff, very specifically found footage stuff, because uh, I need to talk about it. I, I got to get that stuff out of my system. The trick is going to be getting like Jamie to do it with me because I know she likes it too. So, um, they're not the best, but they've got some charm to them. Great. 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 Uh, I'll check it out. I haven't watched any of them. I'll, I'll, I'll make that happen. Okay. Okay. So that's why I included the bad Ben thing, but let's get to some real shit. Um, let's talk about scream scream is happening. And, uh, I don't mean the Michael Jackson song. That's kind of a banger. Uh, Despite all the troubles. Um, There is a trailer. Dropping a week from Monday. If you're listening to this on Morbid Monday. A week from today. There will be a a first trailer. For the new Scream film. It is not going to be a reboot. It is. uh, It's going to be a continuation. The idea is that. I think some murders are going down. uh, In this small town yet again. And. Um, Nev Campbell shows back up. Courtney Cox is in it. David Arquette's in it. The usual scream gang. Um, yeah, though, the uh, Gary pointing out the video for, uh, Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson doing scream. Um, fantastic video. Also again, not talking about the troubles, just talking about how good the song and video for scream are. Um, so I did not care much for scream four uh, but I do enjoy scream to a lesser extent scream 2 wasn't crazy about three or four I thought four was real bottom of the barrel but also I just I I thought that it was both a little ham fisted with all the social media stuff and also not real great with it like it, it it handled it in an old man kind of way. It was like if I wrote a script about social media shit because I am not great with social media. You need somebody young to do that take on it. And maybe that's the case. Maybe that's what they're doing now. Um, so I hope so. Like I, I want there to be another good Scream movie because the original Scream is iconic. And, and there ought to be a good one for a new generation um robert saying imagine if you were able to secure one of the rooms in the scream house for that airbnb thing um yeah that'd be cool you know you can go side note to the waverly hills asylum take tours of that thing which isn't that far from me and i think we're gonna do that before long just saying um lee says had no time for the scream series after the first one such diminishing returns in each sequel i agree um i think two is okay uh i don't think it's great i think scream is great i think scream two is okay and then after that i'm not i'm not real crazy about him uh gary says david arquette should concentrate on his wrestling uh the kids got chops i see that's another thing i don't know nothing about i don't know anything about wrestling we'll get to it there's a wrestling thing we will talk about in a moment that i don't i don't have any idea about so i'm gonna have to depend on you guys for that Actually, I didn't. Uh, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, and then uh, Alan says, I had no idea MJ was involved with the IRA. Uh, yeah. The troubles, uh, naturally. Um, yeah, the uh, the wheat that chafes the barley was uh, about Michael Jackson's troubles. Um, so anyway, in other, hey, here's a movie that's coming pretty soon news. Uh, they continue to do some casting for Salem's Lot. And uh this dude is in a this, this dude from Game of Thrones uh is going to be in the new Salem's Lot. Um his name is Pilu Asbeck. Pilu Asbeck. Um I need to almost say it like j- Pilu Asbeck. There's no plain in Salem's Lot. Pilu Pilu Asbeck. Yes, young master. It's time for you to meet P. Lou Um <laughs> I, I could, I could kind of do that all day, uh, so please don't encourage me. Um, <laughs> so P. Lou is, uh is going to, to, to take over the James Mason role from Salem's Lot uh, or uh, the Donald Sutherland role from the one what had Rob Lowe in it, if you're more uh, uh, inclined. I really I don't mind that Salem's Lot with Rob Lowe as, as much as some people. I don't think it's great. I think it's alright. Um the you know, it's it's not the Toby Hooper classic. The Toby Hooper one is the fucking shit. Uh but and uh, you know, obviously slight spoilers here for Midnight Mass. Um watching Midnight Mass reminded me how much I would love a great adaptation of uh Salem's Lot. Which Midnight Mass almost is, in a weird way. Um, Ricky says, uh, he stopped at Scream 2. The bad Scooby-Doo ending did me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ending of Scream 2 is not great. But some of the classroom stuff. And it's kind of fun to see uh, Timothy Oliphant in an early role there. I think he's pretty fun in it. Um, Daniel says, channeling Sir Ian McKellen. That is James Mason, sir just listen james mason come on come on dan i mean you're from the uk you ought to know better than anybody how good my james mason is please um (laughs) (laughs) billu Esbeck is. is he the master (laughs) all right anyway (laughs) i really like i'm gonna end up doing that all night now and you guys are all partly responsible as far as i'm concerned uh, Lisa's kind of excited for the new salem slot as am I, I th- I'm always open for the idea uh second season at Castle Rock was there and chapel which is based on truesome slot prequel story is really good I see what it what is that on what is it's on uh somebody tell me epics is that what chapel is on and I just can't get another streaming service in my life right now um but I would like to see it I'm I'm probably uh I'm probably gonna have to like get it off of Amazon or something like buy the series there. I need to look into that because I've heard good things about it. And I love the Jerusalem slot story. Little, little side note, little personal note. When I was a kid, I had, uh, some of those night shift audio cassettes, like the, the books on tape. This was well before like the, the super popularity of audio books like you have today. Um, and I had, it was selected stories from the night shift collection, not not everything. But one of the things on there was Jerusalem's Lot. And I listened to that a ton. Read the story a bunch of times. I think it's incredibly creepy. One of my favorite Stephen King short stories, quite frankly. And the fact that it's kind of, you know, a backdoor prequel to Salem's Lot. That's that's just... <laughs> icy on the cake. Frosty on the muffin, as we say on Duncan and Boe come correct. So, um, yeah, I really want to see Chapel Waite. I just don't want to get an epic subscription to do it or if i do i want to wait till like the first season is done and then i'll just go like all in that way eh, we'll see but i i do want to see it um gary says unpopular opinion i like return of Salem's a lot better as a film eh, you know larry cohen's interesting and and michael moriarty is always fun eh, it's not two different animals as far as i'm concerned although i don't you know it's not that's not a wrong opinion, uh, cause it's an opinion and no opinion is right or wrong. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, Alan's saying a good buddy of mine is in it as puddle girl. Uh, Lee <laughs> San chapel White is some awesome Gothic horror stuff. Yeah. That's what I keep hearing. I, I kind of want to watch it, uh, with Lovecraft undertones, right? Well, so did uh, the Jerusalem slot story is kind of the rats in the walls to some extent um it's sort of a retelling of that but then you whip a little you know uh, a little bit of vampire but also when you go to the village there's the the whole book of the worm thing and that's very necronomicon-esque it's jerusalem's lot as a short story fucking rad um so i'm yeah i'll have to i'll i'll check out uh, might even do it tonight. I got to wrap up one more 31 days viewing for tonight, but I might, yeah, it might happen. Might watch a couple episodes of that. Um, Dan says the uh, FX and the sequel uh, crack me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, of course. Very silly. Uh, Lisa Sam Fuller with a Luger hunting vampires is pretty sweet. Uh, eh, again, not wrong. Not wrong. Um, okay. Enough of this Salem's Lot business. Or Jerusalem's lot of business. Uh, let's keep moving. Uh, you know what? Let's save that till the end. Let's go to uh, you guys. There is yet another edition of Evil Dead 2 and Evil Dead coming out on uh, 4K. Uh, it is called the Groovy Collection. And it is uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, both in 4K, not on Army of Darkness, because that's a, a, different, a different production company and whatnot. I'm sure couldn't get the rights to that. Uh, or just it was complicated. It also is going to contain all three seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead in this collection. It's kind of one of those things, uh, like if you don't have Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 in a good format and also would like to get Ash vs. Evil Dead in a, a similarly good format, there you go. Get this groovy collection. But the joke I have made about this collection is that the Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are the Skyrim of movies. Every format, there are numerous editions, every platform. It, it's a little silly. Just a little bit silly. Um, I really enjoy... All of that stuff, you know, and I might be in for this particular collection just because I would like to have Ash versus Evil Dead and I would like to have those two films on 4K, but I'm also a little like, just, just stop now. This I want the, I want them to promise me this is the last time they're going to put this out. Um, let me, all right, let, let's check out the details real quick. Uh, just so. I get this right. Um, so nope, nope, nope. That is not what I want. That's what I want. Um, okay. So it's, it's all 4k. There's audio commentary on evil dead, which it might be the old audio commentary. I'm not sure. Uh, couple of special features. Again, probably stuff collected from other editions. Evil Dead 2 uh, with a bunch of special features. And then Ash vs. Evil Dead in 4K. Um, And it's got all the the season stuff. It's got special features based around that. Um, The box for it is pretty good. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a great collection. I'm just tired of buying Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. That's all I just, I want, I just want them to promise me like pinky swear to me that we're done now. Um, so, uh, Ricky says evil dead is the new George Lucas. He kinda right. Like, uh, you know, uh, there, what, what is the army of darkness? Is it the boomstick edition? That's got both endings on there. Um, and, and it's good. It's great. I just, I don't need to buy it again. Uh, Ramen saying, I'm starting to think uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell love money more than John Carpenter. John Carpenter, does he love money? Sure, he does. Um, John Carpenter just has a healthy attitude about remakes and reboots and all that shit, which is uh, and I, you know, other people have quoted this, but it's still a great quote. Is every time that they say what they want to do a remake of one of my movies, I hold out my hand and a check falls into it, and that's fine. That man has earned the right. To not give a shit about anything uh you know he he can sit around making his music and smoke weed and play destiny and great great do that uh, you have earned the right you're one of the greatest filmmakers of all of all time, despite ghosts of Mars uh and the ward um but you know come on um. <laughs> Uh, a new evil dead home media release must be Tuesday. Yep. Yep. You're, you're not wrong. Uh, Dan throw some Ewoks in, I, I'll tell you, you want me to buy a new edition of evil Dead do you tell me that some Deadite possessed Kandarian possessed Ew- Ewoks are running around. I'll that's, that's how you get me to watch that, uh, star Wars visions on Disney. Plus you tell me that there's some, you know, Ewoks that are like, you know, chub chub. Let's read some Necronomicon. And they all you know, they get all wide eyed and you know <laughs> I swallow your soul. I swallow your soul. Uh that would be great. Um Lee says, get Evil Dead on your wristwatch. Yeah, right. Right? Like uh, the doom shit. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I still remember the early 2000s peak when it felt like everyone was releasing a new version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe it's been enough time. Maybe it's just that I'm old now. And, well, I know I'm old now. But maybe it's just that I've seen so many of these come and go that I'm just like, ugh, okay, you're doing it again? Fine. Just, just stop. Uh, Gary says, I need a super special edition of The Quick and the Dead before Mr. Hackman passes away. Um... Man, I really respect the fact that Gene, like Gene Hackman is one of those actors that I dearly love. I'd love to see him do another project, but I also kind of dig the fact that he's just like, you know, I'm done. I'm tired. You know, like he did a Daniel Day-Lewis, like, I'm just going to go enjoy the rest of my life. And, you know, for a guy that gave us, what, four decades worth of great performances? Like, again, you've earned it, you know, hang up your spurs. I selfishly, I would love to see Gene Hackman do another like Clint Eastwood movie or something, but eh, it's fine. You know, know. um, Gary says my favorite Raimi, one of the best casts ever, uh, referring to quick and the dead. You're right. You're right. It's, it's a great, I, you know, I'll tell you, uh, one that goes overlooked, but is a great Sam Raimi film and also a terrific ensemble cast. Um, a simple plan. A lot of people don't consider that in the oeuvre of Sam Raimi. Great Sam Raimi movie. It's very, um, it's, it's certainly got a bit of Hitchcock to it, and, and, but also, um, it's kind of Raimi doing Coen brothers, which is also kind of doing Hitchcock, but it's really good. Simple plans, a fantastic movie. Um, Ewok dead. Very good. Well, well played. Um, then we've got Raman saying Ice Cube recently said he only did Ghost of Mars because he couldn't pass up working with Carpenter. Sure. Of course. And, you know, look, much love to Ice. Uh, I, I think that – I don't think that Ghost of Mars is a good movie. I think it's Carpenter kind of doing a Western in space, and I dig that. But it also feels like he kind of didn't give a shit to some extent. Um. It's, it's just not great. It, you know, um, I've seen plenty of worse films and I just, I just wish Ghost of Mars were like assault on precinct 13 in space, but it just doesn't have that kind of energy to it. And I don't know that as beautiful as Natasha Henstridge is, I don't know that I think she's great in that, um, ice cube, although, uh, ice cube and Ice tea, both great Twitter follows. Um, I highly recommend that. Uh, Ice, Ice-T in particular, cause Ice-T has that level of, of old man don't give a shit that Carpenter has. That's who John Carpenter ought to work with these days is, uh, is ice Ice tea. That's my feelings. Um, <laughs> Lee says, yeah, the dude is as old as Eastwood. At least he knew when to quit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen the what the ma- uh, Macho Man, Camacho, um, uh, on HBO, the new Eastwood joint. But, you know, I, like Eastwood was great in his day. It's just he's old, you know? The man's like 117 years old. Uh, Ricky saying that uh, Great Raimi film, I'm assuming you're talking about a Simple Plan and you're right. You're right once more Mr. Morgan you are correct. Um some more simple plan love from Alan Ramant saying I see is the best person to follow on Twitter one of my favorites. I like I like him a lot. I like Sam Neal a lot cuz it's all just pictures of animals that he's raising. Um yeah. I've got a handful of those Twitter follow follows that I like it just makes me feel good. Like most of the time I think Twitter is incredibly toxic uh more so than facebook but i also i keep my facebook kind of interaction really curated twitter it's hard to avoid some stuff and uh you know even film twitter is a little too gatekeepy and and that kind of thing um and i again also because i'm old when people are like oh my god guys have have you seen this movie jaws it's great i'm like Ugh this is just not my crowd. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee's gotta, gotta run. Thanks man. Uh, thanks for stopping it. Uh, they must be destroyed on site by the way, Lee Russell show, uh, come back and, and see us again soon, Lee and check out, uh, TMDOS. So, right. Yeah. I see it pop up all the time, uh, abbreviated and I, I think I've committed it to memory. So, uh, okay. Ne- next news story. Uh, we got two more here let's do this one you can buy the house that was in the conjuring uh and make a bad ben movie which would be more entertaining that's not part of the new story but if you wanted to to buy the uh the the house from the conjuring it is on sale uh and you can buy it for the lolo price of 1.2 million dollars um it is uh you know it it it's opened uh, they they they've let paranormal investigators roll through that joint but you know you could uh you could have it for yourself uh the, the here's a description of the property uh legend has it the home is haunted by the presence of Bathsheba Sherman who lived in the house in the 1800s to this day countless happenings have been reported the chilling stories, incidents, and recollections of residents and visitors of the property have been told in dozens of media productions, including books, movies, and television shows. So, you know, you can make money by uh, letting people roll through that place. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, eh, that's it. That's all the story is. Just if you have $1.2 million laying around, you can own that house. If you don't want it, that's understandable. Um, Gary pointing out rightly that uh, Lee Russell uh, also on uh, Last Call at Torchies, which is a terrific show that looks at the the films of Walter Hill as well as some surrounding uh, films and bonus episodes. A little bit of Patreon action there. Patreon.com forward slash Legion pod, Podcast. Um, Dan saying, I hear you're a big fan of the Warrens, Bo. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, a lot of people make that mistake. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that buying the house is separate from my kind of knee-jerk hatred of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, the other night, in fact, I, when I was talking to my girlfriend, we, she was saying that, uh, uh, she, she had a, a bit of fondness for Lorraine Warren and I was like, you know, this is a conversation for a different time. Um, she knows, she knows how I feel about them, but you know, we're, we're not going to get in there. Uh, we're not going to get into it. Um, anyway, let's get to the final story of the evening. Uh, and then we'll do a, a quick rundown of some movies that are coming to streaming in the, uh, the coming week. But, uh, but first let's, speaking of the conjuring, um, there is a list that just came out very recently in which uh, some folks decided that they were going to determine what the scariest movies were. And so uh, they they did uh, a comparison of average resting heart rate and then the average heart rate during the movie as well as the spike. And um, this is that list. So according to this metric, the scariest movie of all time being what is the, the average heart rate during watching a regular Schmegular movie and the spike, uh, or the, the, the difference between the resting heart rate and the average heart rate. Um, so that is a uh, host from shutter. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that It's available elsewhere now also, but the, uh, the movie host in which, uh, some people are on a zoom call and then ghostly stuff happens. Um, rounding out the list from, from 10 to one, number 10, the conjuring two, uh, speaking of the Warrens, uh, number nine, paranormal activity. Number eight is a quiet place. Part two. Number seven is it follows. six is terrified, which isn't one of the more interesting like it follows and, and terrified are, are kind of interesting additions to that list. Uh, Hereditary is number five. Uh, number four is the conjuring. number three is insidious. number two is sinister, and number one is host. Now, here's my take on this. Because that's what you came for is to hear old uh, Hot Take Ransdale serving them up fresh daily. I think that the measure of, hey, this got your heart rate up is more of a thriller. And I'm not saying that these movies are thrillers, I'm saying that's the, the sort of biological response is that, the, you know, these are movies that gets your heart rate up scariest. I think is a different animal because I think there are movies that linger with you that don't necessarily get your heart up in the same way. Like we're talking about jump scares, especially when you're talking about insidious and sinister and stuff like that. You're talking about movies that where shit is popping out at you. And it's a fun house and there's nothing wrong with going into a fun house, but that's what you're doing. Um, whereas, you know, hereditary is a, a slightly different animal, um, I think that's more accurate in terms of this is a movie that makes you feel bad all the way through it and terrified. I I would, I would kind of put in the same category, but I will say that there is something to be said for the lingering dread of a horror film that sticks with you long past the experience in the theater. Like I've seen I saw a quiet place too in the movie theater, and you know what I thought? I thought that movie was totally fun, and then I left the theater, and I haven't really thought about it anymore um whereas a movie like like take Salem's lot for example that that O g uh Toby Hooper film uh the image of the kid scratching at the window doesn't necessarily get my heart rate up, but it still scares the shit out of me, so it's you know it's it's splitting hairs a little bit and and uh perhaps it's being a little semantic, but I just don't know that saying this is the scariest movie i you know the most thrilling movie eh, sure, the scariest mm, I don't know about that um <laughs> Raman says uh we ought we ought to buy the Warren's house and turn it into a museum exposing them uh, Dan agreeing. I also would agree. Um, also Dan says probably would agree with the top three. Yeah. 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 Okay. Again, not saying anybody's wrong. I'm saying, I don't know that scariest is the right label for this. Um, Ricky saying I'd take wreck over any of these. See, that was one I thought where I was like, wreck had me at a point where I almost turned the movie off because it it was affecting me so much, um, yeah. Wreck yeah, yeah. is so good. Uh, Dan says, "I'm of course referring to jump scares in my above." Yeah, okay. So yeah, right, right. If you're doing jump scares, totally right. Uh, Alan saying, "Try to try the same metric with scat porn." Um, have I told the story about the poo video that I got from Chad, uh, co-host of Pick Six Movies? If I haven't, I probably shouldn't. But that happened. Um, Ricky says uh the kid at the window is still a nightmare vision of mine, too. Yeah. It, 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 one that like anyone who saw that as a kid or as an adult, uh it's it's one of those things that sticks with you. It's terrifying. Uh Dana Green and Gary Saints the blank eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, okay, okay. So enough uh tomfoolery. Um let us turn our attention to shenanigans rather than tomfoolery um we're gonna run through just a list between now and the next time we talk here's some stuff that you can find on the popular streaming services uh horror movies that are are releasing there are now since the last time i did this there are now like 15 more streaming services so we're not going to do all of those uh dan and tell the poo video story all right let's take a, a, a brief pause before we get into the streaming movies so what happened was um, I was probably 18, 19, somewhere in that neighborhood. Chad shows up with a, a, a tape and I can't remember where he got it. It had to have been some, some of our less than trustworthy friends. But anyway, he's like, Hey, I've got this German Scheiße film and we ought to watch it. Not because it's a turn on in any way, cause it's not, but just because, uh, you know, why wouldn't you? Uh, why wouldn't you want that experience of seeing something that, uh, that perhaps, um, you know, you wouldn't ordinarily, uh, see. So we ended up, uh, watching this German poo video, kind of fast forwarding our way through it. Um, um, but it was still way longer i mean it felt like it went on forever i it was probably like 45 minutes and we watched it in about 25 but that's still 25 minutes of seeing people you know pee and poo and uh and other people uh be peed and pooed on and sometimes they ate and drank the pee and poo and it was all disgusting <laughs> so uh but yeah that is a thing that lives in my brain um, and anytime that I feel like just being, uh, you know, like it, it's the kind of thing you think about when you don't want to orgasm, um, is like, Oh, remember that time I saw, uh, a guy strapped under a toilet seat lid on a stool. And then somebody sat on that toilet seat, <laughs> um, <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, peanut butter not the best idea uh right now. Um anyway, yeah, oh the, oh right, the Kino uh but the Kino one's free, right? Uh we're talking about in chat the the Kino Lorber um streaming service. But I I think that's I think that's free. Um, like it's kind of a to be situation, I believe anyway. Okay. Okay. Enough of that. Let's get to, uh, what is streaming and, and pretend that that poo conversation never happened. So, um, I'm keeping this to kind of the big ones like Netflix, uh, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon prime, little bit of Disney. So, uh, Netflix, here's what's coming between now and October 10th when we do this again. So are you afraid of the dark season one, which I've never seen, but I know a lot of people love, are you afraid of the dark? Um, the cave, which I think is the Wings Hauser movie, which I have also never seen, but I always liked the poster, but I heard that it wasn't as much of a monster movie as I would like it to be. But that mean you guys tell me, should I, should I see the cave? Uh, if the answer is yes, uh, send me a poo video. Um, don't send, don't you dare send me a poo video. Um, what else? Uh, the devil inside, which is really terrible found footage. Zodiac, the David Fincher movie. I know you can maybe argue that's not a horror movie, but it's about a serial killer and it's one of the best movies ever made and it should be watched all the time. Uh, here's one that I'm going to need your help with, uh, ladies and jelly spoons, and that is Netflix's Escape the Undertaker, which I think is an interactive horror movie, and I know that the Undertaker is a wrestler, uh, but I don't know anything else about him. Isn't he very old, and shouldn't they like just get him some hot tea instead of try to escape him? Uh, is there somebody new playing the Undertaker? Is it one of those things where... They've kind of passed the the name on to other wrestlers. I'm just asking. um Rayman saying, "Are you afraid of the dark?" Is great gateway horror, and Zebo the clown is legitimately scary. I yeah, like I said, I, I, that's that hit after I was, you know, watching that kind of age range stuff. But I'm curious about it. Um, wrapping up uh, Netflix, there is an original film called "There's Someone Inside Your House." Uh, which i assume is about someone being inside your house um and there is uh an adaptation of a, a a book called a tale dark and grim which i think is uh actually kind of an anthology which by the way that night uh, books um kind of speaking of gateway horror night books on netflix really good also really good gateway horror um dan bone says he is very very old gary will know more uh, i assume talking about the undertaker um alan is saying i think he's going up against gene hackman right gene, gene it's uh the hoosiers of horror as gene hackman faces down uh the undertaker um which you know when i when you put it like that not against it not against it and uh the very last thing between now and when next we talk from netflix's insidious chapter two uh which you know all right fine ah okay um let me check chat real quick uh gary confirmed still the same undertaker uh the name is mark calloway and uh dan pointing out The, uh, uh, escape the undertaker, um, directed by Clint Eastwood. Great. Great. It was about time, you know, uh, that those contemporaries got together. Gene Hackman, Mark Calloway, Clint Eastwood doing it for you again. Uh, on Hulu, something called blippy spooky spells Halloween, which is a new thing. Uh, I don't know anything about it, but I do like saying Blippi's spooky spells. Um, here's here's one again, not quite horror, but one you ought to watch if you've never seen it and you've got the Hulu. Dead of Winter from 1987. That is a movie that stars Mary Steenburgen and Roddy McDowell. And I, do you need more information? It's a a thriller, a mystery thriller starring Mary Steenburgen and Roddy McDowell. Let's let's not screw around here, people. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. It, oh what a it, it's really good. It's a really good movie. Uh also on Hulu, Exorcist the Beginning. Um because if ever there was a movie that needed a prequel, it was the Exorcist. Flatliners from nineteen ninety. Um a movie that has a much better idea than execution. Also Uh, I think who was it? It, it, Bill Hader is the one who said it. It might have been in. I can't remember what movie it was in, but he plays a character who says one of his hobbies is flatlining. And I I put to you, viewers and listeners, if you really want to make me laugh or just like people of my ilk, uh, the next time somebody asks you what your hobby is. Name a couple of normal things and slip flatlining into that mix. Um, Dan says, Flatliners, great cast, boring film. I agree. Uh, Alan pointing out Dead of Winter is so good. You are absolutely right. Um, Mary Steenburgen, Gary says, still have a big thing for her. Not my junk. That's just adequate. Um, Yeah, Mary Steenburgen, when I was a kid, I think I saw Time After Time. And fell in love with Mary Steenburgen and have been ever since. She's still a beautiful woman. I I love Mary Steenburgen in ways that I can't really talk about with other people. Uh, Also on Hulu, a documentary called Hunt for the Skinwalker about the Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, I think I I saw that one. I I remember it being okay. Um, And it's an interesting story. Um, Not an interesting story is Queen of the Damned from 2002, uh, which answers the question... What if interview with a vampire, but worse. Um speaking of Resident Evil Retribution from 2012. You don't need to see that movie, but that's gonna be available on Hulu. Um also on Hulu, every single species movie that's one, two, three, and the awakening. Uh, you can stop at one. Species one, totally fine. Everything after that, uh getting inching towards softcore porn by species three you're just there um <laughs> but uh yeah that first species movie is totally fine um Aliyah, yes dan Aaliyah is in uh queen of the damned uh travis asks any thoughts on willie's wonderland you know i i've missed that one so far uh i heard that um nicholas cage doesn't have any dialogue in it and at that point I was like, well, I'm less interested already because one of my favorite things is to hear Nicolas Cage say things. Uh, so I haven't watched that yet, but, uh, I, perhaps I should, um, Dan saying species Four one of the poorest things I've ever witnessed a hundred percent. It's terrible. Uh, and the awakenings real bad too. I've, I like, I've seen them all. I've, I've made such poor decisions. Um, yeah what else? Okay. Um, also on Hulu, here's a good one though. Theater of Blood, uh, with Diana Rigg and, uh, of course, Vincent Price. Terrific movie. Great movie. Um, not a great movie. Victor Frankenstein, I think written by Max Landis, one of them. Uh, and that's not a very good, uh, adaptation of the Frankenstein story. Um, also not great. The Village, uh, from M. Night Shyamalan from 2004 the village was the first movie where i felt personally offended and that and and was angry at myself for not having left uh but also how could i have known that the ending was going to be that stupid so that was rough um let's see dan bone says uh the three wild Thing sequels were worse than the species sequels Mm, you know what that is i i haven't watched any of the wild things sequels i've only seen the original which i have a lot of time for i think wild things is really fun trash uh but i I've, I've been so close to watching some of those wild things sequels uh and i still might i still might even if you tell me that the wor- the wor- the worst things ever still might cuz again i make a lot of bad decisions for myself uh raman says did you see jacob's wife it has your uh, future ex-wife barbara crampton um I haven't yet. It is on my short list of things to watch. Uh, like I said, I'm kind of rounding out my 31 days of Halloween and, uh, slight spoilers. Jacob's wife is not part of that. I'm really excited to see it. I know it's got Larry Fessenden as well, who I feel like, uh, Larry Fessenden is my spirit animal. And so, yeah, I want to see it. I've heard it's a, gr- a good performance from Barbara Crampton. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I will sooner rather than later. Um, Alan says, I've got a story re-species for you and Kate's new show. Here's the thing. We'll, we'll say this. You'll hear us say it on the show. If you have a story that is romantic in nature and, and especially if it's a romantic misadventure, because a lot of the conversations we have are about that, you do not have to get blown up for it. If you would like to message me with, or Kate, Either one, like if you prefer to tell Kate this story or if you want to tell me the story and say, like, do not put my name on this, but I would like to, I would like to tell this story or share this story. Please do. And we will absolutely uh, uh, keep the integrity of your privacy intact. Um, but also, we once you hear the show, I think you'll get a feel for the level of honesty we, we come at this from where we we told some some stories in the first episode that are kind of embarrassing but but also you know it's it that's kind of what the show is like relationships and and love is messy and in fact the the you know the subtitle the tagline on heart of horror is uh, a podcast about love and other nightmares and that's kind of what it is because all relationships end one of two ways. You either get married or you break up. And when you break up, shit gets messy. So anyway, I think you're going to enjoy that show. But yeah, if you do want to share something, but you don't want your name attached to it, or or you just want the names changed to protect the innocent or whatever it is, just shoot me a message via Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And all you got to do is on the PS of that, say like, just please don't use my name, but here's the story. Um, so please do that. Don't, don't, don't be shy. We are not, we're not going to fuck with anybody for goofs. Um, Robert saying that he loves, uh, theater of blood so much. uh, How can you not? It's amazing. Um, Raman says every horror movie can be elevated by Vincent Price and Donald Pleasance. Again, not wrong, not wrong at all. Uh, and that's it. That one's real tongue in cheek and very like, you know, mod 60s and and so forth even though i think it's it's from 73 but it's on the tail end of the it's that crossover period between the 60s and 70s that all the fi- the fashion is terrible and the haircuts are hilarious and i love all of that uh Ricky says yeah that ending stopped me from watching anything for else m night put out um you know the visit has its moments i do like split i think split's a good movie i didn't watch glass maybe i should um, but yeah, the village made me angry. I really hated the ending of the village. Uh, da, 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 Dan, on the other hand saying, how dare you speak ill of the village? All, all speak ill of the last 10 minutes of the village because a lot of the village I really like. And that's why one of the reasons I was so mad, mad, I was mad. I tell you mid, uh, one of the reasons I was so angry at the village is because i liked the movie up till then because it has a lot of great actors in it it's you know sigourney weaver and william Hurt and um adrian brody and like a lot of good performances a lot of good actors and just that ending is garbage um i'm just going to keep the opinions on the species series to myself you don't have to you know like i again i like the first one i think the first one's kind of fun trash but the rest of it not so much uh alan asked does it have to be funny the story no 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 some of the stories we tell are not funny they're just like hey here's a here's a story of me doing something humiliating uh i tell one of those on that that first uh heart of horror you're gonna hear me blow myself up about uh being in a relationship you know 20 years ago now so i don't give a shit but yeah i i behave badly uh, let's see. Ricky says, I will send you a story and you will know it's me- mine because it's signed. Hey, would blow me? Hey, would you blow me? Gotcha. Uh, Dan says the last 10 minutes of the village. Yeah. I guess I'll let you have that. I look, you know, M- that's the thing. M. Night Shyamalan, not a bad filmmaker in any way. Just the, like wh- it didn't have to be a twist ending, you know, just do a movie about, you know, this this village trying to keep everybody anyway. It's just, Oh, it's so bad. All right. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, also on Hulu wolves at the door from 2016, which I haven't seen, but it is a horror movie. And that means at some point I'll try to, uh, wrong turn two from 2007 is on Hulu, which is a pretty fun sequel. It's not, um, it's not as big a production. It's not as, uh, I was going to say classy. That's not the right word. It's not as polished as Wrong Turn, but it's fun. Wrong Turn 2 is a totally fun movie. Um, On Amazon, between now and next we speak, a movie called Bingo Hell, Hell, which is uh, uh, Amazon original, as is one called Black as Night. Of the two, I've heard that Bingo Hell is not very good, Uh, but I would like to see black as night. That sounded pretty interesting. Kind of a vampire movie from what I'm led to believe. Uh, also Anaconda on, uh, on Amazon, um, coming to Amazon prime. And, uh, you can hear more about that on pick six movies, uh, exorcist, the beginning all and resident evil retribution, um, also coming, uh, to Amazon prime along with Netflix uh the last exorcism uh from 2010 which is a great movie also kind of until about the last 10 minutes uh i'm not crazy about that but i think a lot of the last exorcism is quite good and uh the thing 2011's the thing which is a movie i revisited not very long ago at all and um i i still can't get into it i think it's got a really good cast i just can't i can't with that movie uh it just it it does it gets everything almost right and there's enough almost right to make it feel kind of wrong and then uh finally prometheus uh on amazon prime and uh prometheus uh is a movie i should go back and revisit because I, I was kind of put off by it the first time i saw it um let's see Dan San, i'll just uh, remember that sir ben kingsley is in the first species that is weird uh, you say it's weird and it is weird wrong. Yeah. Uh, look, Dan, I know wrong turning classy is not, that's not right. Those, those words aren't right. Um, but it it's what hit it's, it's because I was watching the changeling earlier today and I was laughing to myself about like, this is a classy horror movie. You want a ghost story that's a little classy to the changeling. Um, I just like using that voice and saying the word classy. Uh, on Disney Plus, um, a couple of kids stuff. You've got Lego Star Wars, Terrifying Tales, and the Scariest Story Ever. A Mickey Mouse Halloween Spooktacular. Um, the reason I really brought up Disney Plus though is that Muppets Haunted Mansion, a brand new thing, is happening uh next Friday, or this coming Friday, and by the next time we talk. I will have seen that because I cannot wait to watch Muppet Haunted Mansion. I don't necessarily think the most recent Muppet stuff. I thought the the new Muppets movie with Jason Siegel was really good. But I don't know that all the Muppet stuff in the modern era has been great. But com- combining the Muppets and the Haunted Mansion, I also watched on Disney Plus, if you have the Disney Plus, um they have these behind the ride kind of videos and I watched the one on haunted mansion and it's, you know, it's, it's promotional. It's kind of geared for kids, but I thought it was really interesting. And haunted mansion is one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, I love Disney's haunted mansion. Um, and I'm very excited to see the Muppets combined with that. Um, Ramman saying that he's always liked Prometheus. I don't think that's wrong. I just, I need to watch it again um ricky agreeing saying he likes it quite a bit dan says he didn't like prometheus on first watch but has since seen it uh several times and really likes it now but yeah that's kind of why i want to go back and watch it because now i don't have any expectation i just want in fact my expectations are lowered and i think i might enjoy it on that level um Raman asking have i seen the theory that kermit caused 9-11 i have not and i'm interested but also do i need to um, no, I do not. I don't need to learn how to land just to fly. Um, Alan's and no, something wicked this way comes. I think that's already on Disney plus I'm, I'm just doing the new stuff. Uh, I think that's there, but something wicked this way comes is a great Halloween watch. In fact, I might watch that tonight. All you have to say, all you just have to mention it. Talk about a great Jason Robarts performance, Ladies and Jelly Spoons. R- Jason Robarts is so good in that. That scene with him and Jonathan Price in the library, where Jonathan Price is tearing out the pages in his book of life, you know? And there's 35, still young enough to raise a family. And there's 40. Oh, so good. Damn. Oh, something wicked this way comes as a terrific movie. Uh, Gary says, watch Muppets from space. If you want to have a sad Gonzo story, you know, like me, um, yeah, Muppets from space is okay. The bear character is really the winner there. I feel, um, and, uh, Ricky saying the only eye roll moment for him and Prometheus is outrunning the giant donut. Yeah, that that's pretty silly. That's pretty silly. Uh, okay. Okay. We're not done. We've still got a couple of streaming services to go, uh, by which I mean one, and this is HBO max, which, um, I am including because they do a pretty good job with their horror selection. Um, they all like HBO max is also, um, some criterion stuff and, um, some Warner Brothers stuff and that kind of thing. So, uh, coming to HBO max in the coming week down a dark hall, which is, uh, this Uma Thurman kind of creepy boarding school kind of story. Um, never seen it, but you know, fine. Uh, Hearts in Atlantis with uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, um, which is a Stephen King adaptation. Again, not totally horror, but it's there. Uh, House of Wax, not the original. This is the Paris Hilton movie. And look, I'm going to tell you right now, House of Wax, totally good horror movie. It's trashy. It's sleazy. But it's a totally good horror movie. Uh, I like House of Wax uh, quite a bit. Um, Also on the HBO Max. House, not house but House with William Cat, a terrific uh, 80s horror film also. Um, in fact, you have probably seen me wearing that shirt at one time or another if you've caught me on a stream. Um, Misery, which is, again, terrific horror film, a great Stephen King adaptation. Um, Orphan, speaking of sleaze, Orphan, that is a great trashy movie. Uh, Orphan is a lifetime movie elevated to a quality film by the actors in it. Um, but it is, it is good and trashy in a way that I really like. Um, what else? Uh, Dan bone says, we don't have a HBO max over here. Eh, you know, eh, it's, you, are you missing too much? Nah, but it, it's all right. Uh, Speaking of HBO Max, the first part of the animated Spawn series was really good. Not sure why the quality dropped so much after. Um, Yeah, I watched a handful of those episodes, and I don't remember. Like, I just didn't latch on to it. Um, But, yeah, Ricky uh, standing for House of Wax also, for sure. Dan saying that he loves Paris' death scene. Yeah, I mean, that was our crowd pleaser, right? Like, they knew, hey, people kind of want to see her die. And they want to see her die badly, and that's what happened. It was great. It was great. Uh, Gary says uh, the entire Miyazaki collection, not horror, but I need it in my life. Uh, talking about HBO Max. Yeah, they have all the Miyazaki movies. Um, Alan McPherson saying House of Wax might be my fave of that era of survival horror. Yeah, it's it, like I, it doesn't get a lot of love, but it oughta. It's it's a good horror film. Um, and then rounding out the last of the movies. And then we'll play one more catch up with chat. And if you want to ask any random questions, uh, feel free. But we've been going for uh, about an hour, almost an hour and a half. So uh, we'll we'll cut this loose pretty soon. But uh, any any questions that you have for me, drop them in in the chat, and we'll we'll get to that on the back end of this. Um, so orphan stigmata, which I have seen, but it has been so long, I remember almost nothing about stigmata. Uh, The Invisible Man, the new Lee Wonel Invisible Man, which is a terrific movie. I like that quite a bit. I thought uh, I'm a big fan of um. Oh, geez, what is the actress's name? Who uh, I can't recall now. The one from um. Oh boy, uh, Mad Men and The Handmaid's Tale and um Us, and I can name every project that she's been in, and I cannot think of her name. But anyway, terrific actress. Uh, terrific film, a really smart take on what the Invisible Man ought to be in a modern context. Really liked it, really liked it. Um, the Right with also Sir Anthony Hopkins on HBO, which is as boring as uh, a movie you could watch. Um, and unsurprising. That's another movie that's like, oh, who could the villain of this movie be in which there are two characters and it's clearly not the one guy? Um, Corpse Bride is on, uh, HBO max this week. Um, so, you know, that's something it's no nightmare before Christmas, but it's all right. Uh, underwater with Kristen Stewart. Let me tell you, if you haven't seen underwater with Kristen Stewart, totally watch that movie. Underwater is great. It's a good underwater monster movie and it, it goes places like that is a movie that Will will go it, like it 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 aims for the bleachers. I really liked it. Um, speaking of a movie that I think is kind of unfairly maligned at times, uh, and not quite a horror film, but the zombie com- comedy Warm Bodies with Nicholas Holt, which is kind of a retelling of Romeo and Juliet. Uh, Warm Bodies, uh, completely charming movie, really nice. Uh, not great, but it's it's a totally fine diversion. And, uh, and finally on HBO max, um, it chapter two is, uh, finally coming to HBO max. I think the original chapter one of it, uh, has been there for some time. So, um, that is everything coming to the streaming service. Not everything. Look, I'm not going to do two because two B has like 37 movies dropping every day, but, um, you know, there's some good stuff there. Um, d- 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 so let me catch up with a uh, chat here. Uh, let's see. I finally saw a house of wax a few years back and didn't understand why it got the level of hate. It did. It was a little slice of all right. Yeah, totally. House of wax. Totally good. Um, and Travis says any chance of, uh, the shot cast coming back? Um, not likely. Um, not because we're, we don't, I like my problem is I just don't have a whole lot of time to game much less do another show that I've got to edit. If it were just, Hey, let's play some video games and somebody else handled the production side of that probably. Um, but yeah, I just, I just don't have the time for it. Unfortunately, you just got to kind of pick your battles and like, am I going to do a movie podcast or a video game podcast? There, there is every chance in the world that I will do some video game stuff on Dark Parade and we'll try to pull Dolan into that. Um, that is not immediately on the horizon, but it is not out of the realm of possibility. And I would I would very much like to do that. Elizabeth Moss, Andrew says, thank you. Um, Dan says, are you looking forward to Ghostbusters Afterlife? And uh, same question about Halloween Kills. Uh, I've got the same answer. Not really. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife feels like a family friendly movie. And I, that's not what I want from Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is, you know, this is using a cliche. Ghostbusters is lightning in a bottle. Um, it is three comedic actors at the height of their comedic powers with a comedic director at the height of his. And it's terrific. It's very funny. It doesn't, it doesn't skimp on being kind of creepy and ghoulish at times, uh, thanks to Dan Aykroyd's script. Um, this seems more like, hey, these kids are on a wacky adventure with ghosts, and Paul Rudd is along for the ride. And I'm not, like, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Ghostbusters Afterlife. I watched the trailer for it, which is something I don't normally do, but I watched the trailer and I was like, nah, I don't, I just don't think it's for me. You know, like, it it, it looks like it would be a fun summer movie even though it's not coming out in the summer because of uh the pandemic but it seems like a fun special effects summer movie and at some point i'll see it it when once it hits the streaming services um if it shows up on hbo max at the same time they release in theaters i would watch it that way but i won't like the next movie i'm going to go to the theaters for is dune Even though that I could watch that on HBO Max, I'm still going to go to the theater to see Dune because it's a Dennis Villeneuve movie and it's a new adaptation of Dune. And it looks like they also really like the Lynch version and are keeping some of that DNA. So, okay, so that's Ghostbusters Afterlife. Halloween Kills, uh, I I will probably watch on Paramount Plus. Like, I'll probably sign up for a free subscription or like the. trial period or whatever to watch that i was real lukewarm about the new halloween i thought it was fine but also you know at the end of the day i'm not a giant fan of slasher movies i love the original halloween because the original halloween isn't necessarily a slasher i mean it is a slasher movie but it's sort of the proto slasher and it also it's the music it's donald pleasant's it it's a vibe in that movie um you know it's pj souls saying someone got your ghost you know like it's it's all these little moments and partly because i grew up with it and that kind of thing and i've said this before but i my nostalgia is for movies that i've seen so watching the original halloween is nostalgic watching a movie that is evocative of the original Halloween doesn't hit my nostalgia nerves. It just reminds me like, Oh, I should go back and watch that movie. I like, and not the movie that's kind of reminding me of the movie I like. And so I wasn't blown away by the original, not original, but the, you know, new Halloween. And so Halloween kills, I haven't seen the trailer. Um, I know it's out there and I know I've seen people complain that it gives away a lot of the kills and so forth, but I was also like, fine. I don't, I, I, it's just not for me. Um, uh, everybody talk about Gene Hackman, rightly, uh, Travis saying underwater was amazing. A hundred percent underwater is like it, that movie came and went, but if you get the opportunity to watch underwater, absolutely do. It, it starts, it's got one of those lethal weapon two beginnings where it's like, we're not messing around with a whole lot of character set up. We are just going to start the movie. And it's also like 90 minutes long, if that. It's Underwater Rocks. That's a great movie. Uh, Gary says, I got newfound respect for Paris Hilton after hearing stories from the Repo set. Very classy and intelligent lady. Um, I don't think Repo's a great movie. There are things I like about Repo, the genetic opera. But I don't necessarily, I was going to say I don't have a problem with Paris Hilton. I have a problem with any child born into that kind of wealth. Um, I don't, I I don't, I don't know if it's because I'm jealous or I just don't think that a person ought to, I I don't like a built-in aristocracy, but I don't think Paris Hilton is a knee-jerk bad person just because she was famous for being famous. Um, and, and I've heard good things about her. I've heard she is not a terrible person and especially doesn't she have kids or something. I felt like I had heard that once she had kids, like just like everybody you know you just settle down she was young and had b- buckets of money and why wouldn't you be an asshole um Rayman saying it chapter two has some great moments but I have no desire to re re-watch it soon I'm kind of in the same boat um it does have some nice moments and I, I'll take more Bill Hader anytime I can get it I love Bill Hader um but yeah I mean, it's not not one of my favorites. Um god damn it I look this is embarrassing is it joseph is that who phoenix is uh because i know that i always get it wrong because it's not the person's name and i feel like total garbage for not remembering so i'm so sorry jason god damn it jason fuck 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 you're right god damn it um sorry i don't think do you think you go to hell for saying those bad words that many times in a row uh, so anyway, Jason, sorry. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Um, Jason saying the library ghost is one of the first uh, scares I can remember. Yeah, for sure. Um, the And the taxi ghost, like, is, is all rotted and gnarly and stuff. And that's the thing I don't think that you're going to see that much of in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, Dan says, Danish chair terrified me as a kid. Right, yeah, the thing's reaching out grubner by the face and all that stuff yeah really scary um andrew saying he's more excited for last night in soho than dune Uh, i mean maybe maybe I'm, i'm looking forward to last night in soho no doubt about it but dune is uh i mean were you aware that fear is the mind killer is that something that we need to talk about andrew um that once fear burns everything else away only i remain uh, I'm look, I'm such a nerd for, I've never even read the book. I've, I've listened to the audio book, most of it or some of it, but I just couldn't get through it. Like it's a really chunky book and it's very sci-fi and sci-fi just never was my jam, but for whatever reason, the David Lynch Dune like hit me where I lived. I loved it. And I still watch it about once a year. I've got the assembly cut. That's like four hours long. And doesn't have any effects and it don't make no more sense than the lynch theatrical cut does um but i love it i love dune there's something about it it's it's very sci-fi game of thrones in a lot of ways um but i'm looking forward to doing i'm but that is not speaking ill of edgar wright and and last night in soho i'm looking forward to that as well uh trevis says halloween was a great movie but as a franchise it fell off a cliff pretty quickly yeah, I mean, other, look, I'm this is speaking as a guy who wrote a movie that the director of Halloween 2 is in. Rick Rosenthal is the sheriff in Lost After Dark. But I don't think Halloween 2 is a great movie. It's okay. It's no Halloween. Uh, Halloween 3 is interesting because it's a totally different, bonkers thing. And then after Halloween 3, all of the rest of that stuff is garbage as far as I'm concerned. Um, You know, some good kills here and there, but that's not a movie. Like I I like good kills in a movie and it enhances a, a horror film for me. But if that is all you're bringing to the table, I'm not that interested. Um, yeah, but I, I agree, Travis. I think you're right. Alan says, uh, uh, let's see. Air never escaped my balloon faster than the last 20 minutes of Halloween 2018. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way of putting it. That's that has a real flaccid ending, you know, if you know what I mean? um, Jason, uh, oh yeah, that's just you correcting me for being stupid. Um, Anthony Held is the best part of Reap of the Genetic Opera. Uh, yeah, and I also like the song Zydrate and Anime quite a bit. Um, that's probably my favorite thing in the movie is when they're doing that song. Uh, Rayman saying Halloween ends is making a big mistake if they don't, uh, cast Tom Atkins. Uh, wasn't Tom Atkins in the 2018 Halloween Am I remembering that wrong? Wasn't he on the porch or something? Anyway, you're not wrong. Like your movie is going to be better if you put Tom Atkins in it. It's like Paul Giamatti. You put Paul Giamatti in your movie. It's already better. I don't care what you're doing. It's a better movie. Um, Travis saying, did you see the Dune miniseries that aired on the Sci-Fi channel? I did. I I didn't hate it, but it was a little, eh, it was a little cheap. Um, which, uh, that, I mean, that's not a great complaint of it. It, it just didn't have the Lynchian weirdness and, um, yeah, it, it was fine, but it, I'm really looking forward to, uh, the VNU film just because I don't, I don't think that Dennis Viannue has made a bad movie. Um, I love everything he's done. Even enemy. I know a lot of people uh, kind of bag on enemy for being really obtuse and overly artsy and whatnot. Um, I don't care. I, th- I think, I think that movie's awesome. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, that, that's a real wishy washy answer about the doom mini series of like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, but that's, that's kind of how I felt about, it. but the, the new Dune I'm, I'm that's maybe the movie I'm most excited about in the next six months that uh is it joel cohen who's doing macbeth that looks really cool uh Raman asking do you watch the david lynch daily weather report not every day but i do watch uh, a healthy amount of that stuff uh my favorite is the uh can you believe it's friday uh i like that quite a bit so yeah i look david lynch is he's just one of the great artists working in film today Um, He's not technical in the way that like a Kubrick or a Hitchcock is, but he lives in such a, like a world of dream logic and subjectivity and sort of internal mystery. Um, I just think he's one of the most interesting directors around and a lot of his stuff doesn't make sense and not all of his stuff lands with me um, in a way that is satisfying, you know. Uh, there, there's plenty of stuff that I'm not crazy about, but then, you know, something like, uh, uh, geez, uh, you know, what was the Naomi Watts one? Shit. My brain is just falling apart on me these days. People, um, you know, not just like twin peaks, the return, but a lot of his, uh, pretty much everything short of inland empire. And I I wasn't crazy about inland empire, but Anyway, David Lynch is a a treat and he, and he's funny, you know, that's the other thing I really like about Lynch is, uh, the fact that he's got such a sense of humor about himself and his work. Um, he's not precious about it. Like he, he, he stands by it and he respects it, but he's also, uh, really, really funny. Uh, Mulholland Drive. That's what I was trying to think of. The other one I was trying to think of, um, That I really, really like is where, Oh good Lord. He's done so many shorts. That's just, that's just, it's hard to keep lost highway is the one I was trying to think of. I think lost highway, one of the great David Lynch movies that not, not as many people talk about, but Robert Loggia in lost highway dressing that dude down about proper driving safety just the absolute best. Yeah. Mulholland drive. Thanks Dan. Um, and, uh, da, 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 uh, Alan saying enemy is my favorite Dennis Villeneuve movie. Uh, and I'm a dummy. Um, yeah, I mean, I probably, my favorite is probably arrival. I think arrival is really beautiful and it speaks to me, uh, because I love movies about the idea of interacting with another intelligence and trying to like a movie built around, like how do we talk to these creatures who we don't share any point of reference with, you know, it's sort of the Darmok episode of star Trek, the next generation writ large. And I I really, really liked it. Um, Andrew said, I'm glad I saw inland empire in theaters. Uh, it's the only David Lynch I've seen in theaters. I saw wild at heart in theaters. That was the first Lynch movie I ever saw in a theater. Um, and in sure enough andrew saying the uh wild at heart is underrated david lynch um <clears throat> yeah uh wild at heart is fantastic in fact if you ever want to make one chad cooper laugh all you have to do is say do you want to fuck lula's mama <laughs> and and he will lose his shit as he as you should as you should um okay all right look this has been a blast we're Now going on uh hour forty. I've ideally these would be about an hour long, but you know, it's been a while since we've done one. Um thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming out for this. Uh the idea is we're gonna do it every Sunday at five o'clock. The audio version will be released as morbid Mondays in the Dark Parade main feed. Um, here's where I I beg you uh to subscribe to the Dark Parade. You can go to LegionPodcast.com. Click on podcasts, uh, and you'll see the uh, the picture for the Dark Parade. Click on that guy, and it's links to iTunes and all that stuff. Um, iTunes and uh, Android and Spotify and iHeartRadio and uh, Google Play, all that stuff. We're there. We're everywhere. Um, much like Roy Kent, we're here. We're there. We're every fucking where. And, uh, and please share it around. Like I said, we're kind of building this from the ground up. You guys are here to participate in show number one. And so, uh, I, I'm so grateful to you all for being here. Um, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for all the questions. Uh, thanks for all the comments. Uh, that's what makes this fun. That's what makes this a good time to kind of have this interaction. And, uh, if you guys play your cards right next, next week, I'll do more, uh, James Mason for you. Um, so we'll be back uh, next Sunday for, for more of this, please subscribe, please share this around, um, and, and leave, leave some suggestions. Let me know what you want to, uh, what you want to talk about, what you want to hear me talk about, what, uh, what movies you think we ought to be covering on dark parade, all that stuff you can, um, on Twitter, it's dark parade pod, uh, on Facebook, just look for the dark, dark parade. I think it's, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash. Uh, the dark parade or dark parade, just dark parade. Anyway, uh, track me down there. I I'm very interactive in those spaces and, uh, yeah, I think that's it. So, uh, thanks for episode one. This was episode one. You, you guys were, uh, critical to episode one of the dark parade, which will be dropping uh, tomorrow. If you are listening to this on audio, thanks for, uh, for listening and please drop by Sunday evenings, uh, on YouTube and you too, uh, not the band who were part of the troubles, <laughs> but you too can also participate in, uh, in this conversation. So, uh, again, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, uh, new stuff coming Wednesday, uh, probably Friday is going to be heart of horror number one. And, uh, and then we'll be back a week from today to talk live and we can talk about all that stuff. We we can talk about what you thought about all the stuff we did. So um thanks everyone thanks for everyone in chat and uh we'll talk to you soon see ya